Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Uh, if you remember from last week's episode, uh, I was speaking with the, the CEO, the founder of My Green Fills, and he made a wonderful offer, which is free hand soap and an entry to get a free dryer angel. And if you've not done that yet, uh, go to SovereignSelf.live, and there's a banner on that page where you can click to get your entry into the dryer angel drawing and your free hand soap so make sure you get that done and while you're handling that i will introduce today's guest beverly beal is with us and she is a feng shui master and a transformational coach she's assisted clients in aligning their outer environment with their inner world since 24. her she had a breast cancer experience, which opened her eyes to the societal programming. Say that six times. Opened her eyes to the societal programming around health, agency, sovereignty, and the value of being weird. <laughs> Those who work with her experience improved financial well-being, relationship clarity, and a renewed focus on what health looks like and feels like in a variety of forms. She uses the nine sectors of the Bagua map to create a shared frame of reference and act as a roadmap for achieving the goals of her clients. Space clearing, aesthetic suggestions, and mindset shifts are all part of a consultation with Beverly, leaving each person with a space and a life filled with balance, harmony, and joy. Welcome, Beverly. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Thank you. So happy to be here, Sophia Renee. Am I saying that right? Sophia. Sophia. I knew Sophia. I got that wrong. Sophia. Yes. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your journey. Everyone arrives with this, these amazing bios and, and wonderful <laughs> accomplishments, uh, but I'm pretty sure you didn't just step into life that way. So what was yeah. life like before? So I grew up the youngest of eight children on a pig farm in the middle of Kansas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dorothy yeah, no. world. <laughs> well, and I actually, my favorite aunt was named Dorothy. So yeah, um, my maiden name was Fingered. So just like on your hand, um, you know, with eight kids and two parents, you know, the, the joke was we're quite the handful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, and my, my, I, I grew up in a very traditional Catholic family. Um, and because there were so many of us and that, you know, going to a doctor cost a lot of money, um, my parents always had more of an alternative outlook when it came to, to health and supplements and traditional uh, methods of, of handling illness. Um, I remember one time I um, was probably about four or five and stood up too fast underneath of the big table that my father would use for welding. Uh-oh. And yes, those are up. really hard. <laughs> and and this because it was his well job was jagged and so yeah, I I got a nice healthy gash on my head. And instead of taking me to the doctor, my my mom did one of her old-timey remedies, you know, cleaned it out, put all the mercurochrome on there if you remember mm. that weird yes. 
stuff, <laughs> and then took the inside membrane of a hard-boiled egg and put that on the wound as the Band-Aid. Uh, so, and it healed up. It healed up beautifully. Um, and no, I didn't get tetanus, so that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hit it with the mercurochrome. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it had all my, my shots and that kind of stuff. But anyway, you know, before... You know, I didn't, I, I mean, I was the youngest. So there was like a three and a half year gap between myself and my twin brothers. And uh, my favorite thing to do was to go out and either play with the baby pigs or walk around and, and, and play with the horses, you know, ride horses. That's, I learned how to ride a horse far earlier than I ever learned how to ride a bike. Um, never broke any bones riding a horse, but I definitely did riding a bike. So that's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, you have the horse there to look out for you. <laughs> exactly. And the horse and I would be able to communicate. So I could tell what was going on with the horse. And of course, the horse knew what was going on with me. And, and so that was when I, kind of really my first experience with aligning my energy with another living being. Mm. Um, and, and I could always tell that you know, if I was going out there in a bad mood, Oh, they were going to be really a handful. Yes. Yeah. Why are you bringing your bad mood into my energy field? Exactly. And, and when I would go out, though, and work with them, if I were, was open to it, they, they would take all that bad mood, all that, that negative energy, and it would just, I mean, there were, there were multiple times when I'd be really upset and I'd go out and I would just put my face in my horse's neck and cry and I would just get this wonderful little nuzzle so you know that was I, I thought that was just horses um <laughs> and, and it is just horses it is, it just, is horses. just horses with the right people <laughs> right um you know and my father uh he loved horses uh, he had been uh, in world war ii with and suffered a very severe back injury and so uh when he returned he no longer could ride but he still loved having them around mm. and he he really truly was a horse whisperer. He could ha he could tame any any horse and and work with them. Um, so you know I kind of had that little bit of an experience, and it really I never put two and two together that you know school would be upsetting to me, and so I'd go out and I'd be with the horses and I'd feel better. Yeah, and um, and so that whole empathy you know empath concept didn't really click in until many, many, many years later. Uh, but I really have been a, you know, processing other people's energies from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, I learned, uh, even as an infant, that because there were so many other stresses in, in the life of a farmer with, you know, eight kids, and my mom's aunt lived with us too, and Aunt Bessie was a handful of um, All on her own. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I learned that if I wanted to, my job at, the, at a very early age was to be the sunshine for everybody. Mm, okay. I was not ever really allowed anger or a bad mood or, you know, and, and if I were to get in, you know, have like a normal human reaction. Yeah. Um, it was a bad day. Somebody kicked me in the shins and stole exactly. my lunch money. Yeah, exactly. You know, the horse stepped on my toe, the, you know, whatever, uh, the rooster chased me again. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, if I were to have a bad reaction, it would be like, what's your, uh, I mean, I would, I would get grumbled at. And so I really learned how to, sh to tamp things down. Mm. Um, so I, 
you mentioned that you had a lot of empath experiences early on. Yes. Um, is that something your family understood and was open to, or you were kind of the odd duck? Oh, very much the odd duck. Very much. I, even to this day, I'm still, that's why I, I put in my bio the, the, the virtues of being weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I've actually been reading a book called Weird. Uh, uh, Olga something is the author, but, you know, it, it really, she clarified something for me that I'd never really put two and two together is that when you are outside of the norm, number one, um, you automatically have to become more creative. Yes. Uh, and entertaining yourself. I, you know, I, I, there were 15 people in my high school graduating class. I really had to learn how to entertain myself because I was in a clique all of my own. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I could tell when certain situations were uncomfortable and I didn't want to be there. And that meant that I was alone a lot because I'm sorry, cow tipping and going out and having a kegger in somebody's uh, alfalfa field is just not always my idea of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to college uh, yeah. in Iowa, so I'm, I'm familiar oh. with cow tipping. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, no, but the, what I did find, though, that, you know, where, where I, my father and I really connected, um, again, I was very young um, when we were doing this, about five, is one of my favorite memories is going, you know, riding in the pickup with him, and he's got this copper L rod out, um, you know, at the driver's window, because mm. he was a water witcher. He could tell uh-huh. exactly where the good water was and how far down they had to dig. And I always wondered, well, how do you do that? And so he gave me the, the L rods and, you know, I'm walking forward and, you know, when I stopped doing the wee, yeah, because it's fun hands. when they spin. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but when I just held on to them and I would walk forward, they would do the same for me. They would cross exactly where they crossed for him. I had no idea what that was, but you know, people don't dig water wells on a regular basis. Yeah. So it's not something we, you know, he was doing all the time and could train me. But that was, you know, I kind of, you know, refer back to that as one of the first moments in time when I realized that while I don't necessarily have a huge, you know, there's not a huge family tradition of being sensitive to energy, um, of acknowledging that as such, it was was there. It's it's always been there. Um, Yeah, a couple of practical places, right? Yeah. Exactly. If I need to dig a well, yes, I will go water witch, but I'm not going to, on a day-to-day basis, (laughs) douse for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) Exactly. He would pay attention, though, a lot of times to his dreams. Uh, And so uh, in his later years, he actually built a very elaborate bridge system to allow for the uh, center pivot irrigation um, uh, unit to -hmm. cross a creek bed. Uh-huh. Without dredging it up, you know, and you know, having yeah. to do all that, um, but he—it's still in use today. Yep, and it came and to him in a dream. Came to him in a dream, <laughs> and he just was like, "Okay, that's beautiful." So. You mentioned that you were raised Catholic, and I always find Catholic intriguing because it's such a massive organization, and there are some areas that are so like strict and fundamental, and others that are so totally mystical. And so, what was your Catholic experience like? 
more strict and fundamental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was um, because I, w- I would question things a lot. I, I actually, again, something must have happened at around that five, five just between five and six years old, because I, I, I also have another big memory of having come back from some, you know, Sunday school. Uh, you know, the, the summer, the, the, the catechism classes, uh, I forget what it's called again. Anyway, the summer program. And having this like jerk in my head go, okay, this is what they're telling you. And is, how do you know that that's even true? Mm. And so I started questioning very early on um, internally. I would try to ask questions, you know, externally. And I always got the, well, no, that's just the way it is. Mm, yes. You know, I mean, well, what, what do you mean? Why, why can't women be priests? Well, that's just the way it is. Our job, that's not biblical. And I'm like, okay, but it's okay for us to do all the work and all this. Nah, no, 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 Bev, you can't be a salad bar Catholic. You have to take it all or leave it all. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> then I will leave it all. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I'm moving right along. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, how did you eventually part ways with the church? What was your opportunity there? Well, when I went to college, yeah. When I went to college, um, I I tried fitting into the same mold in college, and it was like, oh my god, I'm wearing a hair shirt, and I'm not wearing a hair shirt anymore. And I yeah. just I stopped. I just stopped going, and I never really looked back. I did agree to get married in a Catholic ceremony when my husband and I uh, got together, but only because the priest had been able to do it in a restaurant because the church in the mountains of Snowbird of, of Utah had been destroyed in an avalanche and he was already gotten permission to do it in a library. So See, yeah, they, <laughs> your guys were looking out for you. We know we're never getting her back in another church. How do we make this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And I just, I just, you know, finally made it very clear. It's like, I can't do this. This does not align with my truth anymore. I've, I, I feel like you are, this is a wonderful place for you, but for me, it doesn't fit. And I'm so happy for you. I really want you to be happy for me. Yeah. Um, you know, because like, in, you know, getting back to college, my college experience before I realized, you know, what I was doing, I was, I would joke that, oh my goodness, I've got paper towels for shoulders because everybody would come and cry to me. And they would, after they would dump all of their problems on me. I would feel terrible. I'd feel like mm-hmm. I'd gotten hit by a truck and they would leave going, I feel so, so much, much better. <laughs> yeah. And the saddest part would be, I would still be obsessing about my friend's problems for days afterwards because I hadn't learned how to clear that energy out of right. me Right. And you can't solve their problems for them. You can't process their stuff for them. And so you're left with this mound of, of junk. Exactly. And it was no wonder that I had a lot of um, uh, like, uh, irritable bowel syndrome and, and other kind of uh, stomach issues, because oh. that's where the yuck with me would, would settle. And I'm like, this is not fun. This is majorly, majorly not fun. Yeah. And we are coming up on our first break here. But when we get back from the break, I want to understand from you how you started to dial into your energy and learn to process some of this stuff out, get rid of it for yourself. Because I know there are a lot of highly sensitive people out there uh, who are probably experiencing something similar, but maybe in different parts of their bodies. (laughs) Well, especially now with COVID, a lot of people have been, have the luxury, luxury of being forced to be with themselves a lot more. 
Exactly. Yes. And that can be an absolute torture if you don't know how to get rid of what's not yours so you can address exactly. what is. Yes. So hang with us through the break. And when we come back, we will dig into that deeper with Beverly Beal. So stay with us. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. And uh, before I remind you who my guest is, I'm going to remind you that if you haven't done it yet, you should go get into the entry for the contest to get a free dryer angel and uh, also some free hand soap. Uh, and the hand soap you get regardless. So click on the banner at SovereignSelf.live and uh, get your entry in there to get your green, wonderful, uh, non-toxic, hypoallergenic hand soap and uh, enjoy that gift from us. I have with me today Beverly Beal and before we went to the break she was telling us about being an empath and soaking up other people's emotions and them walking away feeling amazing and free and clear and she was feeling like dirt. So how did you begin to unwrap this situation for yourself? Uh, it took a lot um, because I was so resistant. First of all, I, I I had still a little bit of that internal belief that anybody who does any of this woo-woo stuff was one step away from the devil. Mm. And, um, and and so I really resisted a lot of, of exploration of it. It wasn't yeah. until after I had a breast cancer diagnosis in 2002 I mean, I was only 36. I didn't have any immediate family history of breast cancer. Yeah. I, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, um, exactly. Your soul is going, hey, psst, pay attention. 
Yeah, no, no, my soul had been been doing the whisper technique a lot through college and, you know, putting people in my path about mm-hmm. that was talking about, uh, you know, feng shui and about Reiki and that kind of stuff. And, and I'm yeah. like, okay, this is interesting. I really like to know more, but you're weird. I can't do weird. Yeah, I can't do weird. I'm not allowed to do weird. My upbringing uh, says no weird. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the, exactly. I'm not allowed. You're not allowed to do weird. Yeah, and that's that was the yeah, that was a big program that I had to let go of, and boy, I'm so happy I did. Um, but anyway, so in 2002, that was the the whop you upside the head is like, damn it, you're gonna figure this out. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna sit you over here, plonk, and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I, I did. I went through the the traditional, um, you know, two uh, or eight rounds of chemo, two surgeries to get clean margins, 33 radiation treatments, etc. So. Um, after I figured out just how great I look as a bald person. Um, <laughs> well, and I'm glad you can embrace that because it's absolutely. much easier when you can embrace it. <laughs> Tess was the name I gave to my wig. Um, okay. and, and so when I, was, when I felt like I needed to try to fit in, I would, I would wear her. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was a nice little way of, you know, handling going to school at functions, et cetera, because my daughter was in kindergarten. My son was in um, first grade uh, or second grade. It was, it was a, not an easy time to, try, you know, to have zero energy yeah. uh, with those kind of ages of kids. Um, but it was when I was in one of those completely exhausted stages uh, and I was laying in bed that, and I had no energy. Um, that I suddenly thought, I just thought of my husband. And next thing I know, I feel like I had floated up out of my body and just walked into his office because he was working from home. And so I could walk into his office and, and, you know, anytime I wanted to, but I didn't have the energy, but I was astral traveling. Mm. And so I was checking on him and, you know, he was just busy working away. And then it's like, wow, I wonder how the kids are doing. The next thing I know, I'm boom, right out right there where the kids are. And then it kind of like startled me. And I immediately came back into my, my body going, what the heck just cool. happened? <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, what was that? I, I want to do more of that. Um, but I don't want to be this sick to do it. Yes. <laughs> I want to do it voluntarily. <laughs> exactly. So a friend gave me a book on feng shui as a way to celebrate the end of my, my um, cancer treatments. Oh, nice. And that was really my, my first foray into it. I began taking classes, um, you know, reading as much as I could, but I, I knew I needed to, to learn from people. Can, um, can I pause you there? Oh, because we've kind of skated over something um, that I'd like to, to shine a light on a little bit. That belief that uh, you can't do weird and that all of this stuff is bad and evil and of the devil. How did you unpick that for yourself? Well, it really, truly was through um, our mutual friend, Mark Youngblood. Yes. Uh, at the time, he was uh, living in Dallas and was offering classes in person uh, called Energy Hygiene was the very first one. And that was where I learned how to disconnect myself from everybody else's energies. And hallelujah. And, <laughs> and shield myself. And he actually offers these classes online now mm-hmm. that are very effective. Um, and I think he's got some stuff like even on YouTube now, but, um, but I digress. Uh, but then he had an, a longer term course called inner mastery and it's by a different name now, but he still is, he's finally getting this online course going, which is 
I'm so grateful that he's doing this because that was when I learned some of the techniques of not just how to disconnect from other people's energies, but how to address and identify or identify and address uh, those, those filters mm-hmm. that we all have programmed into us. And yes. it's not necessarily even spoken. Um, what I've been learning too is that, you know, there's this wonderful new field called epigenetics. Yes. And, you know, that, that, that concept that emotions and patterns and survival techniques uh, uh, are genetically encoded and passed down. And the, there's more and more uh, research on this that so, shows that that level of trauma can be passed down as long as 14 generations. Yes, unless it is actively picked apart and removed. Exactly, yep. exactly. And so through Mark's uh, guidance, I learned how to do that for myself. And because I just, it was so freeing for me, um, I, I felt this strong pull to incorporate that into my feng shui practice. Mm. And, and that, I mean, it's, it's like every time I think about, oh, I could go do something different, you know, this is really getting a lot of, you know, whatever. It's, it, there's this, this, my guides just come in so strong and say, no, you're doing this. all right (laughs) I know you're right so I'm just gonna do it (laughs) exactly now what I personally have found through muscle testing is that level of of you know going back the generations actually I can I muscle test that in some people it goes back even farther than the 14 generations that they've been able to to, to document yeah I've Um, I've I've gone back for myself and especially around like money and and physical abundance i i've had stuff that's gone back like 70 plus generations mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, it can be really deeply entrenched and you know one of the things that um that uh you know i've also had to work on and also was very deeply entrenched but this was more um past life stuff is being able to speak about these kind of things yeah to be able to talk about you know the the healing, the you know using um, uh, essential oils or the you know herbs and things like that, because there's that that resonance with well. But if I say something, if I'm too weird, they're going to burn me at the stake again, or they're going to stone me, or they're going to chop my head off. And yeah, I know exactly. as I was working through my own stuff, and I got to the past life stuff. I was shown a number of different lives that were are like extremely parallel to what I'm living here in this life, and every single one of them ended really badly for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this natural quiet death in your bed surrounded by your family at the end of a long, well-lived life. No, it, it's cut horribly short because someone did not agree with you. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it it there can be a lot of stuff to work through and overcome mm-hmm. when you're a light worker who's here to really make di- make a difference. You know, and and that also is something that a pattern that um, a belief system that I have been working very diligently on is that being a light worker, making a difference you know, shifting the kinds of, and the, the, the things that I shift at the levels that I do, that automatically means I have to experience more difficulty in this world. 
Mm. You know, that is actually another program. It's another program. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. You know, because, you know, that really came up a lot when I identified, um, uh, and you're talking about the money patterns. Um, I had an, a, a, a lifetime where, you know, as, as a, I was a priest, you know, clearly I still managed to. The vows, vows of poverty. And the whole and, vow, yes. the self-flagellation, the constant, mm -hmm. you know, abuse, the physical abuse. And, you know, it, it, that had been manifesting as a lot of allergies, food intolerances, things mm -hmm. like that. And so as I began to clear those through acupuncture, um, that lifetime really came up in, you know, hard in other areas. And so I had to look at that, that pre-programmed vic victim mentality, that, that self-sabotage program that, con that mm -hmm. coincided with the, I'm, you know, oh, woe is me. If I'm going to be holy, I have to be poor and in pain. Like that is such bullshit. Are yes. Can I say that? On your show? Yes, you can. I've said <laughs> okay. far worse. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was something that I also had to, had to really look at because no, I don't, I, as, as light workers, we still need money to pay our bills. Yeah, because it's, good it's how this it's how the system runs. Exactly. We no longer do barter the way we used to. Good intentions do not keep the air conditioning going. No, they don't. And when you live in Arizona, this is a life-saving thing. And Texas, too. So, yes. ha hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. you, Mr. Carrier, for your genius of inventing the air conditioning. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. one thing that I notice uh, with clients, especially if they're on a very mission-driven path. Uh, they tend to be carrying a lot of vows from past lives along with them because like the vows of poverty and bodhisattva vows and these kinds of things, they don't end when this physical incarnation ends. You've taken this vow for eternity. It, it's, it sticks with you until you go, uh, no, that's got to go. Right. Yeah, I've I've worked with with myself and with many clients to uh, release the soul contract. Yeah, with myself and like like that priest and I, we we had we had to you know have the proverbial come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. this is maybe step you know a little to the left of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like, dude, okay, that was then, and I have a family here and your vow of poverty is jacking with our ability to provide so yes. we're done um we're done <laughs> we're, we're done. just done we're done. done finished finished totally finished um, I love so there's another part of that question i get i got lost on it <laughs> i i, I kind of lost it too but it must not have been that important okay. um so on your feng shui path at what point did you feel or how did you know that okay this is what i'm here to bring out into the world and monetize and help support my family <laughs> honestly it was uh, almost immediately when because I, I originally started with a book called move your stuff change your life karen rouch carter is the um, the author of it it's it's more of a western or it is a western version of the of the the uh, feng shui tradition and so for me, the way that it hit, things were being explained was that um, you, know, you, could, you could apply that to any room of the house. And um, the difference between the different schools of thought with feng shui uh, is that you, it depends upon how you orient that, you know, that map. 
you know, the, the Bagua map is simply, it looks like a tic-tac-toe grid. And each sector corresponds with a different part of life. And then, uh, as well as having different elements that are associated with it. So mm. you can expand and contract this, however big or small it needs to be. It can be over your desktop. It can be over a single room or your house. It can actually, um, and I've known that some consultants have even uh, worked with city planners to determine what is the right place, you know, you know if they have options for things. Yeah, exactly. You know. Where do you want the fire station as opposed exactly. to the waterworks, as opposed to the neighborhoods and the commercial district? Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you, you going to put the, like the, the trash processing plant, things like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's something to, to, that I, I look at. But, it, you know, back when I first started, I thought, okay, I just need to make sure that my husband can get a raise because – Cancer treatments, even with good insurance, are really expensive. Really expensive, exactly. Um, and if you do the, the extra supporting stuff that really helps you to flourish and be vibrant through it, it's even more expensive because the insurance doesn't cover that stuff. Exactly, exactly. And so I followed, I, I followed all the rules during treatment. Once we finished with treatment, uh, the official treatment, that's when I went on my real healing path. And that's when I went through all kinds of alternative health methods and treatments and uh, that that's a whole separate show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> without a doubt. And we may need to come back and do that one too. Yeah, well, I'd happily do that. But anyway, the, I, I just following along on this on this book, you know, based on just what was in those pages, I made a couple of changes in what I thought at the time was our wealth corner. Turns out it was our helpful people and travel corner, but that's a different story. But, um, <laughs> But well, the helpful int- people can really help on the financial side, so. <laughs> it literally got three job opportunities pop up unsolicited. Lovely. Within two days. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I can do this and just reading a book, imagine if I actually knew what I was, I was doing. doing. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to take us out to the break. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you have not gotten your dryer angel yet, uh, SovereignSelf.live, you've got a couple minutes here during the break to go out and do your clicking through. That's all it should take to get it done. And hang in with us. Stay tuned and we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520 261 6827 and let me know how has the show supported you where should we go next or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment that number 520-261-6827 thank you so much for your feedback it's crucial in informing where i take the show next thank you and go out and live soul first We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work.
You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I hope you had an opportunity to go out and get your entry into the Dryer Angel drawing and your free hand soap at SovereignSelf.live. I am here talking with Beverly Beale, and before we went to the break, she was telling about the amazing shift that she managed to make in her husband's career path just by changing a few things in the environment of her home. So tell me a little bit more about how you came into your work how do you deliver your work out into the world now? And let's start there. We'll, okay. we'll dig deeper. <laughs> so in the past, what I would do is um, uh, target, not target, but I would, I would share with people what feng shui is and how it can help a person reframe their space. Mm-hmm. Um, because... So I mentioned that uh, before the break that the the first training that I did was in the Western School of Feng Shui. And that I worked pretty well, but I started noticing that with some clients, it would work really, really well and really, really fast. And others, it was like this slog. And Mm -hmm. I I kept trying to figure out, well, what's the difference here? Yeah. And, And yeah, and so, you know, obviously the more you learn, the more you can Im- implement. But even with yeah. a lot of the extra techniques that I learned through the um, inner mastery coursework and doing the transformational coaching in addition to the, the feng shui realignments and things, I began to notice in, in that a, the direction that the house was facing was actually making a difference. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and so I ended up experimenting on myself because that's what you do is you don't inflict your your experiments your on theories people. on somebody else yeah unless of course you're cooking dinner and it's a new recipe and then you invite your neighbors over uh- <laughs> <laughs> and that way there are no leftovers just exactly in case. <laughs> exactly um but but what i did was um i i i i began to shift my own space based on the classical bagua map mm-hmm. um which in my case was flipped, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, instant, almost instant. Um, my, we were having some trouble with, uh, with the kids, you know, especially our son was, was having some, some problems at school. Attitude shift almost immediately. Um, my, my husband's uh, work was, was really getting tense, shifted immediately. So instead of having a, a, a water in a fire element, the fire sector, I finally put the fire element in the fire sector. And it's like, huh, look at that. Things are moving smoothly. Um, (laughs) Then we moved from the Dallas area to Austin. And after we got settled, I was able to locate a school to go and retrain myself in the classical form. Uh, So now when I work with a client, I, uh, number one, find out what's, what's, what's the main goal. People Mm -hmm. see me for three main goals. Uh, It's either money, relationships or um, health. So, and, and I like to always look at the health part first 
because that's the center section. That's the hub. And if yep. you don't have your health, everything else falls apart. Exactly. You're not, you're not going to be able to maintain your relationships and the money sure isn't going to be working the way you want it to either. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I look at, then after I look at the, the center part, I look at the bedroom because how, is, how are people sleeping? You know, like we discussed um, you know, before, sleep is a huge issue. And if you don't have it, if you can't have a restful night, then you're not going to be on the top of your game yeah, to handle everything, everything else. Everything is so much harder the next day. Exactly. Right. right. And, um, and so that's how I look at things. I actually have a, a video on my, um, my webpage as well as my YouTube channel that kind of walks you through how, how a consultation goes. Uh, you know, you know, so people can really see me using my my um, low pan compass to check the direction, and um, you know, even the fire clans that I use to do space clearing, uh, etc. Uh, the other thing that I do a lot of the when I am I'm working with a client is I help them identify the different sectors of their house and what part of life is corresponding with that. So, for example, one client I walked in. And she was getting ready to divorce her husband, but she was trying, you know, one last gasp effort. Right. Um, I, I tend to be that, that, that one last gasp. Yeah, so uh, we're going to try this last thing, and then I'm throwing in the towel. <laughs> when I was walking through her home, I realized that everything was centered around him. And her only personality were two throw pillows in an unused room in their house. Oh, oh, she's not even living in her own home, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And, when I, and when I pointed that out to her, um, it was as if I pulled the cork out of the, the um, you know, out of a, a wine bottle and everything is just dumping out. I mean, she just started crying because she really, she knew it. She knew that she had collapsed herself into a container that, she didn't want and her husband didn't want yes and, uh, and, and she'd become so tiny and marginalized exactly and yeah. so when I brought that to her attention she was able to finally have the words to share with her husband how things how they've been feeling and I got an email about six months later they were on their second honeymoon oh yay and it was just like this is why I do this work. Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, know, how, how do your typical clients find you? And, and, and what do they look like? How, how, how would I know that maybe I should be having a consultation with you? <laughs> you know, obviously, um, people who find me typically are, are they're ready to make some kind of a change. I, I, I rarely get folks who don't appreciate the value of energy. Okay. Um, occasionally I'll still get, you know, a, a, a client who's like, ah, my husband, and it's usually the husband. Um, they, they think this is just a bunch of hooey. And I'm like, guys, it doesn't, whether you believe it or not, just think of it as a way to stack the odds in your favor. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just, you know, pretend for a moment, if you will. That let's, let's play. Putting, what if? <laughs> yes. What if? What if we put this particular color in this part of the house and cleared out all the crap underneath your bed? What if that helped you sleep better? 
and become more inspired and brought extra money in? What if you actually fixed that leaking toilet so it wouldn't irritate you? Then you know you wouldn't have to deal with that'd be one less less thing that, of irritation that you have to deal with. And, and the water bill will go down too. The water bill will go down, and you'll stop sabotaging your money situation. Um, so you know, just pretend it's just stacking the odds in your favor. And usually that brings people around just as like, okay, fine. You know, because then they, they, a lot of times it gets chalked up to just, you know, decorating things. Yeah. Because I'm not the kind of consultant who goes in and says, hey, we're going to make you move your entire life from this bedroom to, to this little tiny office because that's where the better energy is for you. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's, it's, if that's what your belief system is, I'm sure it would work for you. That's just not how I work. Yeah. I also don't make your space look like a Chinese tchotchke store. Um, that, that would be good, too, because I have a certain design sensibility that I, I'm attached to, right? Right, right. So how, my, my typical clients, truthfully, um, they find me word of mouth. They, I, I, I am kind of that, that secret weapon that a lot of friends pass around yeah. uh, to, to their other friends. Um, I do also... The, the, the dirty little secret, right? So what happened to change in your life? Shh, don't tell anyone, but it's this. <laughs> it's not actually the dirty little secret anymore. That's the nice thing because, again, more and more folks are, as they've been at home, they've been, you know, seeing more options out there. They're, they're curious, I get a lot of folks wanting to have conversations with me because they're very curious and I love curious people. So I think if anybody was looking for uh, the perfect referral for me is someone who, who is curious and mm. who is willing to step outside of the confines of what is considered to be normal right. and, and, you know, skirting the edge of weird. They can bring me in. And I can be a great uh, conversation, you know, topic of conversation when people come into their home and ask, wow, your house feels so great. You know, what happened? Yeah. I had a, I had a space clearing. I had um, a space clearing. Yeah. You need to meet this lady. <laughs> now, what's and, more fun is when people try to, you know, they, they, uh, I try to get more, uh, more corporate clients because I do have several businesses that I work with. And it really just depends on, you know, who's the owner, who's the one who's yep. handling that kind of stuff. Uh, whether I do it after hours or or during the day, because <laughs> I do. I yeah. every business that I've ever worked with has experienced a a significant shift, either in their finances or employee retention has increased. Uh, right, the peacefulness you know, like, in the office. Yes, exactly. exactly, exactly. So we're getting down to the last few minutes of our show here. I know you brought some amazing gifts for our visitors today. So would you like to tell us about those? Absolutely. So the first gift that I have is um, is something that I actually had created uh, for for another group that I was belonged to, and it's how to find out what direction your property faces. Uh, the Bagua map normally is is presented in one static form, and I created eight different orientations of it to make it super simple. Oh, so that you could tell exactly what part of your house is corresponding to what part of the Bagua map. Oh, and uh, yeah, and so about uh, there's a, there's a uh, I think you're going to have that link for yep. for that. Yes. So that people can watch a little video. So exactly. I tell you how to orient it and how to you know if you don't have a compass and how to use your phone. Even though quite frankly the phone compasses are really off, but it's better than nothing. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can go to sovereignself.media and you will find the link to get that wonderful Bagua map from Beverly. And then you had something else. Yes. So if you'd like to get my newsletter, uh, I have a, um, a quiz that I developed uh, so that people could see well, what is, uh, because there's five elements in feng shui. And uh, by taking this quiz, you'll be able to find out what your dominant element is. You know, is, are you typically reacting in a fire method, oh, uh, earth, metal, water, or wood? And that way, it kind of helps give you a little bit of an insight to your own personality and why you pick some of the things that you have in your home. Very good. And And so you can uh, go take that little quiz and get on her newsletter list. And if you don't want to stay there, there's always an unsubscribe button. I suspect you're going to want to stay once you're there. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Beverly. It's been fabulous. Thank you so much for having me, Sophia. I I know I get a little long-winded, but I love this stuff. I could talk forever. (laughs) Oh, I know. And we'll have you back for future conversations. I feel quite confident in this. So make sure you get out to SovereignSelf.media so you can take your quiz, you can get your Bagua map, and start settling your things in places where they will help you and not hinder you. And thank you so much for joining me today. If you have someone that you feel really should be interviewed on this show, drop me a quick line at AskZofia at TransformationSpace.co and uh, let me know who that is and how I can connect with them. And we will see that they get on the show to share their story. Uh, Remember, migraine fills, get your free hand soap and enter to get your to maybe win a dryer angel in the contest that is at sovereignself.live and there's a banner that you will click on to go and make all of that happen and oh the other thing i want to remind you about before we go um come play with me on tuesday evenings 6 p.m. Eastern Time, $10. We do all kinds of wonderful spiritual experiences together. We help you get tuned into your guides, learn how to find your truth, clear out the crap that's holding you back. Um, And it's a wonderful, wonderful time. Very inexpensive. Go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash spirit talks with a numeric one. Spirit Talks Numeric One. And it's all lowercase. It's super easy to go in, get signed up for it, and come play with me on Tuesday evenings. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.